time. Here's the pitch. It's Matt Wyatt with all the good stuff you need to know. Here we go. Let's rock and roll. Here we go. It is a Friday. You made it to Friday, everybody. Congratulations. Congrats are in order. You made it to Friday. And uh, technically, technically right now, if you're listening live, it's afternoon. All right. So you're on the back half of Friday also. So congrats on that. Welcome on into the show here. I hope you'll be a part of it today. Lots of ways for you to do that. You can text me on the country please and text line number to text 885-3776 got it 885-3776 another way to remember the text line is 885-ESPN you can call me you call me I get to hear your voice number to call 897-1059 that's the Divinity Equipment phone line how are you today on this Friday glad to be with you and some ground to cover. And, uh, yeah, okay, you had women's basketball last night. Ole Miss won. State played back on Monday night, women's basketball. But, you know, really, I, I don't know that there are any ripples from wins and losses, but it's not controversy, but some pointed comments about fan support. At least that's the way I took it from Ole Miss women's coach um, Yolette McPhee McEwen after the game last night, Coach Yo. And so I'll let you hear some of that. That's coming up. You're one step closer to deciding who's going to be in the Super Bowl. We get the uh, AFC, NFC uh, championship games this weekend. Of course, both on Sunday. So you're getting close to that. We are going to have a full lineup of SEC men's basketball tomorrow around the league. Got a home game for State. Plenty of, plenty of Stuff that's going to happen over the weekend, we can preview. And uh, all of that and more. Coming your way from the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau Insurance. Go! With the home team. They are your home team. Let's check in with Beaver. Ding, ding, ding. Hey, B. Hey, Matt Wyatt. Happy Friday to you, sir. A Friday to you, too. You know what? Today is not only Friday. You know what else it is? What? It is National Fun at Work Day. <laughs> it says here, Beaver, that the last Friday in January is the uh, National Fun at Work Day. Did you know this was a thing? You ever heard of this before? I feel like I've heard of it somewhere, but I forgot it existed until just now now. Okay. Somebody did a poll, all right, and uh, they put the results out here. Uh, they polled people on National Fun at Work Day, things that would be fun to do, okay, at work. And 16% said they wanted a beanbag toss competition <laughs> at work. But honestly, like when you think about doing that at work with coworkers, that'd be fun, don't you think? I mean, you classify that as fun. Yeah, I do that because that kind of sounds like a beanbag toss. It kind of sounds like cornhole. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Twenty-two uh, percent said for have fun at work day, they ought to have a potluck lunch cookoff. Potluck lunch cookoff. 
That'd be fun. And then 44% of those polled, Beaver, said uh, they like to have a crazy dress-up day as a fun at work day. Are you into any of those? Crazy dress-up day. <laughs> right. Because I'll be honest with you, Beaver, I have not been around the, the radio station like on a Halloween or anything like that in the past. But I got to say, I could see you... I could see you really taking it to extreme, like on a Halloween, kind of like Dwight did one year. Of course, that was Christmas, right? When he was Bell Schnickel. Bell Schnickel. <laughs> and what about the year that, like, what was it? Andy came on Halloween dressed up as one of the characters from the Broadway musical Cats, like head to toe outfit and face paint and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, you remember Dwight did dress up for Halloween. That one year, but Toby confiscated his part of his costume, which could have been constituted as a weapon. So he just ended up just looking like a female Jamaican zombie. <laughs> That's right. With the weird face makeup and everything. That's it. Was that the same episode where Jim, he put a, he, all he did was stick a name tag on his shirt and he had written Dave on it. He went, <laughs> yep, yep. See, there's your friend Jim. <laughs> Yeah, we used to have dress up for Halloween here. You did a long time ago. Yeah, I did. I was Judd Nelson's character in Breakfast Club. Okay. Oh, really? Remember him? Yeah, I got it. He was harsh, right? But that disappeared a long time ago, and Mm -hmm. yeah, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't really call this building. Fun, even at even on fun at work day. <laughs> fun at work day. Uh, other, Alpha Media tries. Alpha Media actively tries to actually kill your fun. So <laughs> I can't. I can't have that around here. Nobody. No. They no, no having fun at work. Uh, here are some other suggestions, though, uh, B, for how to observe fun at work day. Uh, by the way, they say that it's always the the last Friday in January is National Fun at Work Day. Uh, number one. Host a boss lookalike contest. Now, how about that, Beeb? Like, if y'all were to have a a, a look, you got a lookalike contest with Ricky. You got to look like Ricky. I don't know how you would do that. I don't know. Um, organize a chili cook-off. See, that's another one, Beaver. I think just what little I know about the building. If you had a chili cook-off. There at the radio station, I feel like I feel like neither you nor Jake nor Bill, either, any of you would be good at making chili. Am I right? That's that's my observation. Like somebody else there would be good at making chili. Let's see. Let's see. You can go office to office singing random songs. Yeah. Okay. That's. Don't do that. Create a healthy potluck with a variety of fruits and veggies. What? Who who came up with these suggestions? That's not fun. That would be national have no fun at work day. Creating a healthy potluck with a variety of fruits and veggies. Uh, Mention the cornhole game. Okay. Well, enough of that. I guess the real question is, Beaver, you're at work today. Are you having fun? (laughs) Have fun yet? Okay. Uh, no? <laughs> you can always, if you can figure that out, you can always use the hashtag 
fun at work day. Uh, I've gone way too far on this already. Yeah, I don't know about all that. I think fun at work is just, I don't know. Don't go. <laughs> and then it's fun not at work day. Got it. Got it. No, okay, look. Um, I mentioned this to you a minute ago. This happened last night. Well, first of all, you had four women's games. You had a heck of a basketball game last night on the on the women's side between South Carolina and LSU. South Carolina is the number one team in the country, and they won. And they squeaked it out, 76-70. They had to come from behind in the fourth quarter to win the game. Um, they were down by four, I think, going into the fourth quarter, and South Carolina came back and beat LSU. Two top ten teams, of course, South Carolina number one. Um, Ole Miss beat Florida. Now, it was in Oxford. Okay. At the Pavilion, which is a gorgeous facility, very new, very recent. And if you haven't seen it, I mean, it is. It is so nice. And they beat them last night. I don't know what the attendance was. I guess I could find out what they said the actual, um, you know, attendance was. Anybody out there listening? Did y'all go? You know, and I know that we, you know, by nature of me, and the fact that, you know, I'm a state guy, I cover state way more than I do on this in terms of talking about it, keeping up with it. It's just sort of natural. But, you know, we hear from more people that talk about going to women's games at state than they do, than, than we ever really hear about people going to women's games at Ole Miss. And Ole Miss has had some good teams here the last few years, right? And they do now. I mean, this is a pretty good basketball team. And um, Coach Yo, you know, she took over the Ole Miss program when. Vic Schaefer was still at state, and Coach Schaefer had it rolling. You had the number one, number two team in the country, you know, a top five team, top attendance. I mean, they had it rolling there for a while. You know, it was always South Carolina, then Mississippi State, but state knocked them off, what, once, and then won an SEC tournament and, of course, played in the national championship game, came up short to Notre Dame, some of those things, beat UConn. So they had it rolling, right, and that's when she got the job. Well, she's done a really fine job, um, has – kind of overseeing the program through some of the changes at other places, but uh, she's done a good job there. So in the official notes last night for that home game where her team beat Florida 81-70, to an 11-point win, it moved her team to 14-5 and on the year. They are now 4-2 and in the SEC. As far as standings, they're not at the top. That'd be South Carolina, but they're right up there. And there's listed an attendance last night of 2,450. Now, look, it's a Thursday night. It's a school night. I get it. But it was a home game. And they had official attendance listed as just over 2,400 people. And as you know, like I talk about the facility that they play in, the pavilion, it is so big and so nice and yeah, man, it'll swallow up 2,400 people quick. Like, you go in there, 2,400 people in there, it does not look like a big crowd. So, and again, I wasn't there, and I didn't watch their game. But I caught this today. It was being, you know, circulated on social media. Coach Yo's comments after the game. And so I took it as a calling out of her fans. Really, you know, you're not calling out the ones who are there. You're calling out the ones who aren't there. And really calling out Oxford, people in and around Oxford, to, hey, listen, you need to come support us. Now, okay, I'm just describing it for you. Now you can hear it for yourself. 
Here are the, some of those post-game comments last night after a win at home in front of 2,000 people from Coach Yolette McPhee McEwen of Ole Miss. See what you think about this. If you've been paying attention to the landscape of women's sports, sports, there is no doubt that women's sports is on the uptick from viewership, from the level of talent, from the investments, from the NIL space to programs, administrations, investing. Um, our time is now. And no matter what the narratives people try to go out there and create, uh, women's basketball is a legitimate entity in, in the sports world. One of the things that we're fighting for right now is to get units for our play. If my team had received the units, our men's team would have received for the run we made last year, we would have brought in thousands of dollars. So what I'm trying to get the Oxford community to do is to catch up because the rest of the world has caught up on the fact that women's sports is legit and it's, re and it's real. And so I'm not gonna allow people to make it seem like what we do doesn't matter. I'm not gonna allow people to make it seem like I haven't earned everything that I've gotten. I'm not gonna make it seem like our women are less than because that is a false narrative out there. Okay, so those are the comments, or some of. She continued, and that's about two minutes. She went for about four, four and a half minutes, kind of on the same subject, but um, that's the, the, the guts of it right there. From Coach Yo, women's basketball coach, Ole Miss. Uh, they went a home game last night. They had a small crowd, just a little over 2,400 people there for it. And uh, so afterwards, those comments. Now, here's – y'all are going to have to help me with something. When she said units, I have no earthly idea what she was talking about. I don't know what that means. I was confused by that. Okay, and, and maybe it's a simple answer, something I just am not aware of. If you're listening and you can educate me on that, please do. What was she talking about when she said units? She said, we're trying to get units for our play. And she said something like comparing it, you know, for like what they did last year and comparing it to the men's team and said, if we'd gotten the kind of units that they get, it would have been thousands of dollars. And I don't understand what that is. Is that an NIL term? I, I mean, I just, I don't really know. Okay. And I would like to know because it was a, a significant enough thing for her to mention it. But what about it? You know, sort of going to bat for women's sports and going to bat for uh, its importance and its place in the landscape. That's her word, uh, you know, in the landscape of everything. And, and then calling out and saying, hey, we need people in and around Oxford to catch up. I mean, it has to be, it has to be a comment and a thought 
that sparked were the fact that they didn't have any hardly anybody at the game. You know, and you're hosting an SEC game, and you do have a really good team, which they do they have a really good team. So what do you think? What are your thoughts on that? I'd be curious to know. I, I, I don't think it's, again, like I said earlier, we're not talking about something, you know, controversial. Uh, it's not like she said something controversial, but it, it's even not even out of place. You know, someone going to bat for their sport uh, and that sort of thing. You know, for obvious reasons, when you've had those types of speeches in the past, uh, for the most part, it has come from, at the college level anyway, coaches that are coaching a women's sport. You know, because obviously, you know, uh, football is driving the bus everywhere. Men's basketball right there in the front seat. And in some places, not many, okay, in just a very select few places, baseball is a big draw in college. At most places, it's not. But she happens to be at a school where, I mean, football is driving a bus and and frankly, baseball is going to have larger, more consistent attendance than than any other sport on campus other than football. The same thing here at State, you know. And so maybe that plays a role into it, too. I don't know. I just um, was a little confused by the whole units thing. I don't understand that. And then the other the other thing is this. Like, there's this reality. I, it's hard to touch on it because you don't want to you don't want to offend. You don't want to be out of line. Nothing like that. Um, but it's just a reality and that. In, in our society, but it really in any of them. Men's sports are a bigger draw, like collectively for the most part. Sure, there are some examples. You know, I mentioned Vic Schaefer a bit ago. We mentioned, you know, everybody loves a winner. Um, you know, that's the thing. Like when Vic Schaefer was coaching at State and they had some of those teams, it wasn't just that – it really wasn't just the winning – it was like he was a fireball. He was knocking on doors. He did a lot of what Coach Yo is doing at Ole Miss, and that is preaching to everybody about the importance of women's basketball. Okay, he did a lot of that. Vic Schaefer did. But then you put a team on the floor that, you know, you're not just winning. Uh, they're, they're, they're beating everybody. You know, they're a, they're a top five program. And then you had players like – you know, Victoria Vivians and, and that's just, you know, people would, even if you hadn't had the same win-loss record, people were buying tickets to go watch her shoot. <laughs> she was that good. Morgan William and those those teams. But it's a little bit of a lightning in a bottle thing. You know, state women's basketball had not seen support and, and attendance quite like that before Vic Schaefer and frankly have not seen it since Vic Schaefer, not, not as consistently. So what do you do with that? And again, what the heck are we talking about units? 
I don't know what that was. I, I really want to be educated on it, so I need some help on it. Uh, unnamed Texter said, I'd rather watch women sharpshoot archery or volleyball. Yeah. You know, Ernest, yeah, you're talking about units. Maybe there's a ticket. Yeah, yeah. So maybe there's a ticket sales angle there that I'm not understanding. Reb guy texted the show and said, it's about money, though. He says, I enjoy Coach Yo. Been fun to watch the girls' team, but at the end of the day, men's football and men's basketball, to some degree, make the money for everyone. And it is true. It is true. And see, it's like that's – I took it, Rev Guy, as, you know, here's our most recent example of a women's basketball coach at the college level saying, listen, please buy a ticket and come and get behind this team. You know, you'll enjoy it if you do. You feel the arena is really going to help us and you'll enjoy it. But kind of having to make a sales pitch. Well, you just don't have to do that with football and men's basketball. You don't. Uh, Steven. Country Please in the text line says, The unit of play is so named to convey the collective cultivation of exploratory forms of engagement. <laughs> he says, I Googled it because I didn't know what she was talking about. Okay, unit of play. Collective cultivation of exploratory forms of engagement. I just don't get it. We're talking about units. Legba says maybe ticket sales, ad revenue, and he's just guessing. I, I'm so confused by that. <laughs> I'm glad to know I'm not the only one that's confused by it also. All right, just getting started with y'all here on this Free For All Friday. Get it on in here. I'm Matt. In the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Stick around. From the amazing hits. That one is huge. To all the amazing plays. Matt Wyatt has got it all for you. Just listen to that. Back with you. In the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio on this Friday. I'm Matt. Beaver is here. Thanks for being here. You can text. You can call. Call me on the Divini phone, the number to call. 897-1059. You got it? 601 number. 897-1059. Call me there or text me on the country pleasing text line at 885-3776. Just another thought or two, and I'm coming to your texts also about this. Another thought or two just of uh, Coach Yo's comments last night after the Ole Miss women beat Florida at home at the pavilion. They did not have a big crowd, and and uh, she put a message out there in the postgame press conference kind of imploring people to get behind the team and support it. And and really bigger picture, she's, she's calling for everyone to put uh, women's sports in general up on the, the platform, on the pedestal with, with men's sports. That's really the greater message in that, I think. More on that in just a second here. Hey, quick reminder. If you don't have the fastest internet at your house where you and your family live and you're streaming stuff and watching YouTube and gaming and watching movies and streaming live sporting events and all kinds of other stuff, then you need it. And that is C Spire Fiber to the home. C Spire Fiber home internet. 
If you have access to it in your neighborhood, you have wanted it. You haven't gotten it yet. I can't sing its praises enough. The reliability, the strength, the bandwidth. You know, stream multiple TVs at once, 4K. It'll handle it. it you can't. You can't overload it. Okay. I'm going to give you a deal. If you want to sign up for C Spire Fiber Home Internet, when you sign up, use promo code Wyatt. That's my last name. Use promo code Wyatt, all caps, W-Y-A-T-T, and you'll get your first two months free of C Spire Fiber Home Internet. First two months of service free. It's a lot of money. Okay. Seaspire Fiber Home Internet. Use code Wyatt at checkout. Go to cspire.com. Tell them I sent you. Uh, okay, so more here's here was the the part that we I didn't know what was what we were talking about here. Basketball is a legitimate entity in, in the sports world. One of the things that we're fighting for right now is to get units for our play. If my team had received the units our men's team would have received for the run we made last year, we would have brought in thousands of dollars. Okay, what is that? See, that's what apparently nobody knows. Okay, I don't know. I haven't found anybody that knows yet. I'm talking about units. If we, like I'm trying to, what could we be talking about? If we'd received units... Like the men's team receives units, then for our play last year, we'd have brought in thousands of dollars. I still don't know what that is. All right, let's find out. Who do we call? Who are you going to call? <laughs> no. A few other thoughts on it here on the Country Pleasing text line. Country Pleasing Sausage on grocery store shelves all around the Southeast. They sell a bunch of that at Ole Miss Games. <laughs> and I'm telling you. Uh, not just football either, basketball and baseball. They sell a bunch of those country pleasing sausage dogs at Ole Miss games. Uh, Nick texts the show, country pleasing text line. He says, schools are already asking fans to pay for players with NIL. Drive hours to games. Buy hotel rooms and tickets in a time when groceries are up 20%. Nick says most aren't going to spend disposable income to watch a bunch of missed layups. <laughs> he says just cold, hard truth. Well, Nick, you may be right. Well, and it is true. Inflation, the cost of everything is up. Okay? Everything is more expensive than it's ever been. Maybe other than, just, maybe other than gas for your car. <laughs> but you're making up for it in what? Interest rates. Yeah, go get you a loan and buy a house right now. See what they tell you about that interest rate. Uh, you might want to be sitting down. Um, groceries up 20%. You got to drive there. See, and that's the other thing, too. Um, I mean, Oxford's a great place, great city, right? Built around a university. It's a university town. Starkville, you know, university town. What's the population of Oxford Oxford, right now? 
whenever you look it up, you know, you get like the most recent census or whatever. So 2021, the population there was 26,430. Okay, so, so you're talking about 26,000 people that live in Oxford, and that's, I guess, outside of the university. So it's not a huge place, and there's not any towns close by. What's the closest one? Batesville, Pontotoc. And again, you know, when I go back to, so hold on, and we'll compare that here. Uh, population in Starkville is about a thousand people less. It's twenty four thousand, so twenty four thousand six hundred and something is the Starkville population. Uh, twenty what five thousand twenty six thousand is the Oxford population. So they're about the same size in terms of just total population and and surrounding areas. Well, that's the thing when we go back to the to the Vic Schaefer teams again. It wasn't just winning. No, it, it was beating everybody. It was competing with South Carolina, who was the number one team in the country, and did win a game or two against them. Right, you know, in the tournament, beat them there in Starkville one time. And so, when it comes to fans being there and buying tickets, what they did in having nine and ten thousand people at every game. They weren't just good. They had two or three transcendent players, and it was a virtual guarantee that if you went to Starkville to watch Vic Schaefer's team play, they were going to win. And again, yeah, it's almost like the the threshold, the benchmark is higher for a women's team to get the support that you know, you know that the men's teams have. But like the Ole Miss women's team right now, they're four and two in the SEC. They're fourteen and five. You know the. Let's be real. Those those Vic Schaefer teams at state that everybody got behind to the point that they were having ten thousand people at home games every game, just about. They never started fourteen and five. They were always twenty and zero, and twenty one and zero, and twenty two and zero. It was a whole different kind of winning that was going on there. That's just the example that I'm using because that's the one for us here at home, right in front of our face. All right, and let's go back and educate ourselves a little bit, producer Beaver. The best radio producer, east of the Mississippi, south of the Great Lakes, and north of the equator. Is it equator or equator? <laughs> Where do you put the emphasis? Beavers uh, sent me some info. So listen to this, y'all. The NCAA has a complex way of rewarding teams for their tournament performance. In overly simplistic terms, a team earns one unit for each game that it plays during March Madness. And that's minus the championship. Okay? So each game you play in March Madness, you get a unit. Those units deliver payments to the team's conference for the next six years. Now, it is confusing, but let me give you an example. The exact value of a win in 2022 won't then, this is when it was written, wouldn't have been set until 2028, but by looking at it, whatever they were saying, you know, each win that year would have been worth about $2.02 million in these NCAA units, payments to their conferences for competing in March Madness. So this would be a deal where the NCAA, who pockets the money from March Madness, saying, here's how we're giving it back to you 
as a reward for competing in our tournament. So that's what she's talking about. She's talking about NCAA units that are actual dollars paid to the SEC as a reward for Ole Miss women's basketball competing in the postseason. There's no payout for the championship game, apparently. So the units are fully set for the tournament before you go into it. For example, that was 2022, but like for example, uh, the SEC 11 units coming out of the, the NCAA tournament, and I guess this would be for the men, right, was $22 million that the league got because of the teams that competed in the tournament. On top of that, the NCAA, these units they give back to you, encourages conferences to split the money evenly among its members. And while most conferences do that, some do a little more to reward the specific schools that earned them, depending on what conference that you're in. So, and on the women's side, that's what I, you know, Beaver... What I don't see is what like a unit is worth for a men's team versus a women's team. And is it the same or is it different? But anyway, that's what she was talking about. It's an NCAA basketball thing. And somewhere along the way, that totally flew right over my head because I had no earthly idea. But she's making the point that the her women's units that are paid back to them are not the same as the men's. You know why? I guess that's because the NCAA makes a lot more money off men's games than do women's games. Stick around. Here we go. Hey, whether it's about winning the game or even losing the game, you're going to hear about them all and get to talk about it with Matt Wyatt right here, right now. All right, so <laughs> I had no idea coming into today's show that we would not only we would not only discuss what quote unquote units were in uh, men's and women's college basketball, uh, we'd not only discuss it, we would learn what it is. <laughs> I had no idea. I mean, all right, here here we go, though. Let's see. Okay, I, if you're just tuning in, here's why. Last night, uh, Coach Yolette McPhee-McEwen, head basketball coach for the women's team at Ole Miss. They have a good team. They're a 14-win team right now. They're 4-2 and two in the SEC after beating Florida last night. Got them two games above 500 in the league. She has done a good job. They've been a tournament team. They've played in the postseason uh, and all that. And after the game, she kind of went off about the fact they they only had a little over 2,000 people there to watch them for a home game on a Thursday night and, uh, you know, the women's game. She, she was kind of singing the praises of the win, women's game and letting everyone know that it's in a good position, that it's a great product, and that she's not going to allow her players or her sport to sort of get you know, the short end of the stick in some of that. And she talked about getting the units that the men's team get. If you've been paying attention to 
the landscape of women's sports. sports. There is no doubt that women's sports is on the uptick. All right, and uh, I'll move ahead to the part where she was kind of talking about the unit part. Here's what she said. is a legitimate entity in, in the sports world. One of the things that we're fighting for right now is to get units for our play. If my team had received the units, our men's team would have received for the run we made last year, we would have brought in thousands of dollars. Okay. So, listen. <laughs> because of Beaver's help, and he looked it up and found it, and we're starting to able to kind of research this, here's what it's boiling down to. Here's what she means by that. According to the NCAA, the, the NCAA who pockets all of the money from the basketball postseason, March Madness, the profits from March Madness go to the NCAA, and then they distribute them, whatever their deal is with distributing them to teams and leagues and that kind of thing. And we found that on the men's side, in the men's NCAA basketball tournament, a conference gets money that's called a unit for every postseason game that one of its teams play in in March Madness, but not in the women's. So here it is. Uh, women's basketball budgets are 45% smaller than the men's basketball budgets. In the men's tournament, a conference receives one unit worth more than $339,000 when a member school plays a game in March Madness. Not the championship game, but in March Madness. So like men's SEC teams, ever how many that is, it's almost $340,000 a game that the NCAA kicks back to the SEC for every March Madness game with an SEC men's team in it. So the men's teams are getting, in March Madness, $340,000 a game. But there are not similar payouts for women's games in the postseason. They don't have them. So that's what she's talking about. So that's what that was. See, and to me, again, you know, the she went on to sort of like implore Oxford in the surrounding community to come and support the team, to catch up with the success of the team, you know, and she's trying to do it in a positive way rather than wagging her finger at them. She's trying to do it in a positive way. But that's the thing that jumped out at me that is different than some of the other stuff I've heard women's coaches say here recently. And basically what she's saying is we want the same kind of thing. And, you know, if you think about it, okay, for her, for a women's basketball coach and a women's program in a conference like the SEC, in a perfect world, sure, the NCAA would give the SEC the same amount of money, right, in a perfect world. They kick back to the league the same amount of money for a women's postseason game, March Madness, as they do for a men's game. And then if they did that, the leagues were raking it in based on women's basketball teams in a postseason, 
it would become a little bit of a different priority, maybe. I say priority because it sounds like it's not. It is, but a different kind of priority for the leagues, right? That's the idea. But here's the problem. The NCAA, a for-profit organization, according to this business model of the NCAA basketball postseason, they are not making the money on the women's March Madness, the women's you know, NCAA tournament, that they are on the men's. In fact, it's not close to the, to the amount of money they make. So it's a, I'll be honest with you, okay, just when I glance at it, it's a similar sort of argument that's going on in our country on a lot of different fronts and has, depending on which side of the political aisle you're arguing on. But it's like, here's, a, here's you know, on the women's side, they're going, we play NCAA basketball just like the men. We play in March Madness just like the men. And we want the same amount of payout that the men get. Here's the problem. You don't make what the men make. Now, I'm not sitting here debating right or wrong, okay? Societal norms or anything like that, okay? But you can't go out here and, and just, I don't know, um, socially guilt 10,000 people into coming and watching you play every night. And the difference is at Duke and North Carolina, you don't have to guilt them into it. They want to come. Well, the difference is when Vic Schaefer coaching at State, they start a season 22-0. and 0. <laughs> You don't have to guilt them into coming. People would drive from Madison to watch, you know, two, two and a half hours to watch a Thursday night basketball game at the Hump for Vic Schaefer and his team. Why? Because you knew you were going to celebrate a win when it was over. It, was, it wasn't a matter of if. <laughs> That's how confident you were. So, you know, I do. I it's exactly where she's coming from. And exactly what you would expect is go to bat for the sport. Go to bat for it. And it's somewhere along the way, you know, you'll have huge games with teams like LSU and South Carolina, like you had last night. The Yukons of the world will play these huge games, and there'll be big, big audiences for those on down the line as the tournament goes on. But across the board, the crowds aren't there. The ratings aren't there. The viewership isn't there. That the men's team is. The men's teams are raking it in, and so it's a different thing. And I, I, um, so I, I can see where she's coming from. I'm glad we brought it up and talked about it here. I honestly didn't see her comments and hear those until a little bit before we went on the air, and I'm glad to learn what that is. I had no idea. I mean, it does seem to me like. They don't define, if you even Google it, okay, you can find a lot of information where it's specifically outlined what a men's basketball team gets in terms of these units, $340,000 for playing a March Madness game from the NCAA. You can't find anything that outlines anything specific for women's teams. You can't find it, and it's not out there. So, I mean, you would think, that from an NCAA perspective, they would go, well, just do a ratio here then. You know, how, however you came up with that $340,000 number for men's teams in the postseason, that's X percent of an overall profit or an overall, 
I don't know what it is, whatever that number is on one side, and you're coming up with three. Take that same percentage, apply it to whatever you do make with the women's tournament. And that's what you get, whether it's a hundred bucks or a thousand bucks or ten thousand. But it is curious to me that there's not some sort of, you know, flat rate, like apparently there is on the men's side. What do y'all think about that? Nick texts the show, Country Please, and texts and he says, when I hear the word unit, I think of Randy Johnson killing that bird. <laughs> Spring training game, right? The big unit. Uh, Jason and Flagstaff. He says, um, all the unit talk. You got him thinking about uh, Beavis and Butthead, right? <laughs> Yeah. If you if you look that up and start reading up on it, it, it's kind of interesting. And I can see why they would want it, but again, it's plain mathematics, I guess. You you make money, you get a cut, you don't make any profit, nobody's getting a cut because there's nothing to get a cut of. All right. Hour one of the books, hour two. Right after this, staying connected to you because of C Spire. Get C Spire Fiber Home Internet. First two months of your service free. Use my last name, Wyatt, at checkout. Stick around. 